Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. Why don't we start with some golf? The Ryder Cup is underway. And before I get into the results and what has happened so far this morning, why don't we take a step back? Let's take a look at the matchup first. Now, the fact is the American team is absolutely loaded. They have the 2020 Masters champ, the 2020 U.S. Open champ, the 2020 PGA champ, the 2021 Open champ, the 2021 FedEx Cup champ, the Olympic gold medalist, a guy with three majors, a guy with four majors, another guy with a major. I mean, absolutely bleeping loaded. I could go on. They are stacked. They're stacked and they're young, and they're hungry. I mean, it's not an exaggeration to say that the future of golf is wearing red, white, and blue this week. Fact. They have eight of the top 10 players in the world. Just think about that for a minute. There are 12 guys on the team. Eight of the top 10 are on the American side. Like, imagine if you were forming a basketball team and you had eight of the top 10 players in the world. You would be rolling out the likes of LeBron, Dame, Anthony Davis, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard. You think that team would be any good at all? So if you had 12 roster spots and eight of them had those guys, you could pretty much stick four fans or even the XR4TI in the remaining spots, and I would still like them against any team in the history of basketball, especially bringing old man Ritt off the bench. Let's say about old man Ritt. Finally. Old man Ritt's range starts as soon as he gets out of his car. I've seen his act in his uh, driveway. Anyway, knowing that, knowing that everything I just listed, man, the pedigree, the resume, the world rankings, you'd think that the Americans would be heavy favorites. And in some ways, they should be. And in the only way that matters, they are not heavy favorites. Because we have all seen this movie so many times before. We have all seen the movie where the Americans roll in with that dream team and they go up against Sergio and Rory and Poulter and a bunch of guys you've never heard of. And then they get their asses kicked time and time and time again. In 2018, they lost 17 and a half to 10.5 in France. The U.S. did manage to win in 2016 when they snapped that streak of three straight losses. They've lost seven of the last nine Ryder Cups, though, and a couple of those losses have been absolutely humiliating. One thing to lose, another to lose the way they have. And yeah, I know Sergio Garcia is old. I know Paul Casey is old. I know Ian Poulter is old. I know Lee Westwood's older than all of them. And I know you've never heard of Matthew Fitzpatrick. And you haven't spent a bunch of time breaking down tape of Tommy Fleetwood. I know all these things. I just don't care. The European team is like a bunch of absolute zombies when it comes to the Ryder Cup. They're vampires. Every time you think they're done, every time you think that they're old and crappy, man, they come back from the dead. And they rip the cup, and they spray champagne all over each other, and they party hard. I'm not going to say the American team has a history of choking, especially in that sport where the C word is a reason to go. But there certainly has been a history of Americans who have been dominating on tour who suddenly can't make a putt when it matters in this competition. 
And we can do all the speculating that we want about why that happens. You know, is it a lack of chemistry? Does it just not matter as much to the Americans? It's always something. They don't like their rain suits. They don't like their captain. It's always something. I can go on and on. But for a long time, the results have been exactly the same. The outlier is the American victory. The norm is Europe dominating. So it comes as no surprise that John Rahm, the one European player in the top 10, the best player in the world, went out and played like the best player in the world today. He absolutely dominated his partnership with Sergio, and they won 3-1. and one. Watching Rahm and Sergio do that to Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth had to be really disconcerting to every American golf fan. I mean, it doesn't matter that there was a lot of red on the board this morning. It doesn't matter that Dustin Johnson and Colin Morikawa won their match three and two. Or that Brooks Kepka and Daniel Berger were two up with three to play in a match that they probably should have closed out earlier. Just like it didn't matter that Rory was a disaster as he and Ian Poulter were down five holes early on. Like, none of that matters. And any American fan that is celebrating after the Friday morning session on Friday is obviously brand new to this. You've obviously never watched it, endured it, experienced it. No American lead is ever safe in the Ryder Cup. Hate to be that guy. Hate to be the cooler. Hate to break out that wet blanket. But I don't care if the U.S. is leading 15-1 to going into Sunday. And it's mathematically impossible for Europe to win. It's always going to be in the back of my mind that they're going to find a way to do us again. Because they always do. They almost always do. So I will continue to monitor that. But I'm not going to party or celebrate or say anything positive. And so I see these guys with cigars, an adult beverage, and celebrating something that actually did happen. Morikawa made his putt on 16 to win that match. So he and Johnson put the first point on the board for the U.S. Like I said, I will believe it when I see it. I will believe the U.S. has won when they're holding on to that cup and they're smoking cigars and they're high-fiving awkwardly. 1-800-636-8686. And I will continue to monitor this, monitor this as we go. The Ryder Cup to start you off. If you're like me, your weekend plans include kicking back and watching live sports. And it doesn't matter what sport you're watching, it's always fun to have a little action. That's why I recommend downloading the WinBet app right away. Whether you're a recreational player or a serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager. From straight bets to parlays, teasers, and any exotic proposition wager that you can dream up. The app is easy to use, and everybody knows Win is one of the biggest and best brands in the gaming industry. So get off the sidelines. Join in on the action. Download the WinBet app on Google Play or the Apple App Store today and put yourself in the game. Win with WinBet. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. You have to be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Ed in Washington. What's going on, Ed? How are you? I'm good, Town Smack. How are you, sir? Good, dude, good. 
Hey, Rome, I know I'm a little late to the party on this, but fortunately, uh, Rhett, he's just the gift that keeps on giving. Back when you're on vacation, I turn on the CBS Sports Network, and what do I see but that old bald man with his face shoved directly into the camera, and he's wearing a green, wrinkled-up, chopping broccoli T-shirt. Come on, Rhett, did your poppycock and Ovaltine shirts not want any screen time that day? It looked like the old man slept in that shirt, woke up late, rolled out of the rack and directly into his wheelchair and headed for the studio. Step your game up, Rhett. Romy, I know Jungle Tourette's has been a big topic as of late, and nothing brings out mine worse than one Kathleen in Omaha. Now, don't get me wrong. I do love the lady clones. Probably not as much as Rhett does. But Kathleen, you just need to settle down, girl. It's real rich of you to call in last week, start cracking on Greta Van Fleet for their sound. Kathleen, have you ever actually heard your own voice? I mean, I mean, now I know why Susie. Ah! That's you don't like that call. I don't like that. Too bad, Ed. You needed the real estate that I'm giving to James Kelly. Kathleen in Omaha. Kathleen, what's up? Well, oh, what's his face is all ass hurt because I trash Greta Van Fleet. Ain't that just about a blah? Avatar is a much better band. Johannes is a much better singer and songwriter than that high pitch always sounds the same front man. Now, I originally wanted to say is that Matt LaGeorge is all ass her because uh, what's-his-face in San Francisco called to ask about Aaron. It's like, yeah, so what? Zillion time they wouldn't have Aaron if, they had a, if San Francisco had addressed to him like they were supposed to. And Aaron could have had the seven Super Bowl rings and not that 44-year-old turkey vulture earthworm. Uh, Racker? Justin. Good to have you, Justin. How are you? What's up, Romy? What's up, dude? I'm looking forward to tonight's big night. The big head's on. As you know, I've been following these pods since day one. I I feel like we've been a team together, Rome. I mean, all you're doing is inspiring us, and I don't know why more people don't tune in. If they do, they'll get you, and they'll usually get me at the end, giving some source of inspiration myself. Now, listen, Jim. I know you've been very generous. Let's just say you're no Scotty Pippen when it comes to looking at my handle. And I do appreciate it, but Romy, you've done so much for me. I tell you what I'm going to do. When you decide to drop the mic, I'm going to be there with that Lanier Messenger handle and serve it to you on a silver platter. I mean, do I need anything? I mean, you've already inspired me, brother. But the thing about it is I will say I am going to be coming out to L.A. in the next probably six months and when i do come out there i mean let me know if friday night or saturday night works for you and jano and maybe myself my wife we can go on a double date together and just enjoy the times and i will be there with the handle but i got to give credit where credit's due romy this linear messenger handle came from my cousin mike in pittsburgh he's been selling dictation equipment for 37 bleeping years in fact when you were selling the linear messenger He had the Sony SD500. He was competing against the Messenger, and he was going against Arnie Palmer, who was actually advertising for Lanier. So this guy's been grinding it and still grinding it to this day. So I would like to warn my cousin Mike in Pittsburgh and Rome, war your podcast, the best in the business. Dude, that is incredible. Rack him. Justin Melbourne. Rack him. That that is incredible. You want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back that you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. Now, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards, that's where. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen Report. Limitations do apply. One, two, three. Hey, hey, hey! I love the intro with a little Iggy Pop. I mean, who does that? Me for about 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? A tremendous Monday to you. My name is Jim Rome. Let's get right at it. Zach Wilson had a rough day. They should be going, right? Right. That's right. Yeah! If you're seeing ghosts out there, that's a <laughs> No, most definitely not. Good job, Zach. How about the media already coming at him with, hey, yo, man, you feel like you were seeing ghosts out there? Don't get hooked, man. Ravens are going to win. John Harbaugh has some big ones. What that is is a DNA drive. That told you a ton about that team and its heart and its toughness. And I did not think they could do that against a team that has been grip night. Charles Davis. But when you look out and you see the full stadiums again and the enthusiasm, smiles on people's faces. I was in Pittsburgh this past week. It was pretty cool. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Spinning the ball. Literally one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. I love when Steve Smith used to do that. They want to take one of the best things out of the game. Man, for who? For what? Nobody wants to see a player taunting another player. That is so dumb. Mike Loxley. You know, it's just win Monday through Friday. That's the standard. Let's do it as best as we possibly can with the right kind of mindset. Joseph, come on! It is good! Are you kidding me? Paul Allen sounded like he wanted to puke. He simply cannot ponder missing that kick. Why do you even and you know what? I don't blame him at all. He's like way hotter chicks than me, but I'm hoping I'm a little bit more freaky than them. Wow. I'm not even going to comment. The only thing I have to say to that is wonky again, man. Wonky again. Perfect rainbow from Aaron People like to say a lot of bullshit. And there was a metric ton of bull bleep being shoveled at Rodgers and the Packers after last Sunday. Get the trolls off our back. The truest thing ever said. I'm in my cyclone tanker and a pair of jorts holding a natty light. She said, hey, we're full. I said, hey, listen, Jim Rome sent me. Suddenly, a table of four opens up. Come on, dude. I know that's not true. True story. I think our conversation was bugged, you know, kind of like the Patriots used to do back in the he went there, Hood. Take some Spygate smack. Wow. I just don't see it from him. Some guys have it, some guys don't, you know. And Coach Dungy, I, he's I just, just don't think that Mason Crosby guy. is going to show up. Think about Aaron Rodgers, too laid back. Not a good leader. Just not a big fan of the Packers. I'm not a real big Colts fan right now. I don't now. think Mason Crosby's going to do that. Take me out to the ball game. It was tactical. It was strategic. It was smart. The better approach is to get up there and come absolutely nowhere near the correct notes and get people talking, and that's what Connor did. Connor won the day. Dana White joining us. Connor McGregor today, man. I, 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 I know where this is going. You know how many times I've been asked to throw out a first pitch somewhere, and I'll never do it. You know, just like all the guys that think they can fight, guys think they can go out and throw a baseball to home plate. It's a lot harder than it looks. Zorro Deloro. How much is tuition now? It's a f- Depends if you're in-state or out-of-state. Dave Roberts joining us. Of course, you got Max Scherzer. We know he's going to compete. Is that a funny story? <laughs> I obviously didn't get a memo that when he's pitching, you don't touch him. So <laughs> right. as I patted him on the behind, then under his breath, don't effing touch me. And then so the players are dying laughing. What's your beef? got a beef with Jeep guy. If you can read this, roll me old. The hell would I do that for? You land at gate A1 and you're 
connector is at D90. The guy who schedules this is a butthole. Alter Eagle, another singing competition? You want me to hit up family members to donate money for my kid to read in their own room? Rather than doing nothing, sitting on your hands, sitting on his not butt. paying like the rest of us. I don't know why I'm doing this. This should not happen. Never set this up as an idiot. Uh... Best guy ever. I don't know why I'm doing this. I should be fighting Usman. I mean, how good is that? Whoever set this up is an idiot. Reggie Wayne joining us. Bob Sanders. Now I always laugh at Bob, man. Bob had one speed at practice. He had 100 miles per hour. There'd be a tip ball and Bob would be in practice diving for it. And we'd be like, whoa, 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 Bob. We, we, we need you, bro. Position? He Come wasn't. on, dude. You know how Roman KBR, man. They love you. You did a great job. Dude, lose my number. Never Call me again. Start cracking on Greta Van Fleet for their sound. Kathleen, have you ever actually heard your own voice? I mean... Uh-oh. I mean, now I know why Susie... 44-year-old ah! turkey vulture earthworm. Hell yes. Give her a golden ticket. Golden Where you put your paycheck down there, and I put my paycheck next to yours, and whoever's is bigger gets the bigger office. Oh. Roasted. I'm ready to rip somebody's freaking head off. Bookended with beefs. Always great, Jim. Thank you. Tommy the Grocky. That's 100% scheme, Brad. A gut punch. Got liquored up and ran his mouth off. Urgh! Unnamed member of the XR4TI. I should be fighting Kamaru's, and that's it. Blah. Good night. No! Hey, let me ask you something, and tell me if this sounds familiar. You've got one device that allows you to catch the game live, another one that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, let me tell you about a very simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites all together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. What that means is no more juggling remotes, no more need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there is no annual contract. That rules. So get rid of the clutter because clutter's the worst. Get rid of the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Micah Hyde is my guest. Micah, great to have you back. How are you? I'm good, Jim. How you doing, man? Good, dude. Good. Appreciate the visit. Listen, before we talk about the upcoming game, if you could take me back for a moment to that game against Miami. You guys were coming off that game against Pittsburgh, Micah, that did not go as you would have liked. So I'm curious, what was the mindset of your team going into that Miami matchup? You know, we we, uh, we felt like we, you know, didn't, didn't uh, play very well that that first game, and so you know, we came out in the in the second one, just tried to uh, you know get back to our our ways, get back to our fundamentals, and um, as you can see, you know, we played pretty well, but at the same time, you know, we left some things out there, so uh, we're trying to correct some of those mistakes also and move into this week with with some uh, with some momentum. You know, we'll talk about that again in a minute, but the fact is, they got the ball to start and first down. You guys sack him, then on third down, you come through with a sack of your own. What did you see on that particular play, and then how important was it to make a statement early on against them? Well, we wanted to come out and be aggressive. I think that any time you can, you know, affect the quarterback in this league, you have a good chance of winning ball games. Obviously, taking the ball away, and um, you know, first down, getting them behind the sticks. Second down, getting behind the sticks, creating third and long. So, um, you know, we wanted to go in the game, kind of in a, you know, attack mode, and you know, the, Frazier was down up some blitzes um, for some for some of our DBs to get to the quarterback, and we were able to get home. So. Um, yeah, I just think anytime we ha- we have a game plan where the you know the coaches and the players are on the same same page, 
um, we're able to go out there and play fast, and, and I think that's the result of, of many of those plays. Micah Hyde joining us. Listen, the sack, it's important, but it might be an overrated stat, but that was your first one in a few moments. How good did it feel to finally get home? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it felt very good. You know, I, I've had, uh, I think I had one every year in Green Bay. I get to Buffalo, and um, it took me five years to get one. So, um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, here with um, Poe and myself, we we, we uh, take pride in being, the, you know, complete safeties, whether it's in the box, you know, box play, run down, stuff like that, blitzing the quarterback, one-on-one with the tight ends, receivers, and middle of the field, um, breaks, stuff like that. So, you know, we 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 uh, we take pride in trying to be the complete safeties, and you know, I, it's good to finally get a sack under my belt here in Buffalo. Micah Hyde joining us. I'm glad you mentioned your guy. I was going to mention the partnership between you and Jordan Poyer on the field. It's unlike anything else in the league, I could argue. I mean, from the outside, just the outside, it feels like a big part of the team's defensive identity starts with the two of you. Is that the way it feels to you? And how do you approach that role with him and setting the tone? Well, I think that obviously our defense is is a well-oiled machine, I, and it's not just us. You know, we we got guys in the defense that have been together for uh, a big group of guys that have been together for at least four years. I think our whole secondary uh, linebackers and most of the D line uh, have been together for four years. So, you know, we we've been doing this for a while. We've had some ups and downs. So, you know, we know what we have on the defensive side, and then just playing with Poe. Um, you know, we just see the same things. You know, we we watched a lot of film together. We had a lot of snaps throughout the years. Um, we've made a lot of mistakes and we, you know, we just go out there, we correct them. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully never make those same mistakes again. So, you know, it's just, it's fun playing with him just because, you know, we're, we're the same type of player. We see the same stuff and, and look, we just want to win. We don't care what stats we get. Um, when we go out there and win ball games, try to get Super Bowl, you know, here for, for the, uh, for Buffalo. Like Mike, it's so true, right? Like you guys are your own guys to be sure. Different guys, different ways of going about things. But when I talk to him, I hear a lot of you. And when I talk to you, I hear a lot of him. I mean, it really is pretty similar. And then you've got another guy I want to ask you about in Taron Johnson. And you've said, mm-hmm. quote, I love that dude, man. He just does everything yep. for our defense. You got to have a nickel that's a dog and that's him. And to quote, yep. what do you like about him so much? Uh, well, I mean, I, not even not even the football player, just tearing at the person. Um, you know, he's he's a competitor. I can go walk up to him right now and tell him, you know, meet me on the meet me on the court. Uh, let's play a game of pig, and he's he's down. Like, he wants to do it, and you know, I'm probably gonna whoop him, but you know, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> hope that gets back to him too. Uh, you know, he's just a competitor, and I think that that's the type of that's the type of players that we all are on, on this team. Uh, we we want to compete, and and Taryn, he's you know, like I said yesterday, he's a dog. He, he wants to be in the box. He wants to be making plays. He wants to be, you know, one-on-one with, with a slot receiver and, you know, for the game. That's just the type of mentality he has. And anytime you get to play with those guys, um, you got to cherish it because, you know, it doesn't come around often. And um, But I think it, it starts with just Taron as a person off the field. He's grown a lot throughout these past couple of years, and I've seen the, the evolution of Taron Johnson going from a rookie till now. And um, love him, man. It, it just – appreciate every everything he does for us i hope that gets back to him he's waiting for you already you know that's already worked its way back like no sooner than that came out of your mouth it had already gotten back to him like probably we, probably but i'm about it though i, I no i know it it's great it's awesome man there's, there's a game of pig i'd pay money to see you know when you talk about yeah. that dog mentality like how do you define that dog mentality and how do you know when a guy has it uh i, I think that it's uh it starts with you got to you got to know the playbook. You got to know the defense, or if somebody's on offense, you know you got to know the offensive you know, playbook. But once you once you understand that, and you're out there playing fast, and um, it's just somebody you can look you can look in their eyes on game day and just know that this dude's ready. He's ready to go. And I you know when when I come in here pregame meal, 
um, whether it's a away game, pregame meal, and and I look in Taryn's eyes before a game, he's he's ready, he's ready to go. Shoot, I don't even think he eats before games. He's so he's so ready to get out there. He's out there on an empty stomach, um, you know, out there just hitting people, covering people, making plays for our defense. So, um, you know, I, I just think it, it, it kind of you you just feel. You, you feel those dogs out there, and he's definitely one of them. So, Michael, like on the flip side of that, like you can look him in the eye, and you just know, you just know he's ready to go. Do you ever look a guy in the eye and think to yourself, "Man, that dude's not ready to go"? I mean, does that happen <laughs> on that level? And if so, what do you do? Uh, you know what, Jim? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I have before, um, but I think that you know, here in Buffalo, we uh, we do a lot of. Um, you know, obviously game prep and, and a lot of study, film study and all that type of stuff. So most of the time when it's a guy looking like he's not ready to go, it's it's more of, you know, playbook stuff. He's not really sure of, of himself when it comes to the playbook. But, you know, here in Buffalo, we, we do a lot of film study. So once we get out there on Sunday, we understand, you know, what's going on, what calls we got to make. So it rarely happens here. No, I get that. That's a very professional operation from the top down in Buffalo. That's yep. how that's done. You know, you and I have talked about this, Micah, that a huge part of the turnaround, you, you have been a huge part of that turnaround and the growth of the team. I know you're not going to say that, but I'm really curious. Like, you're playing this like, this, yeah, this is how this goes. This is the way it's supposed to be. This is why I'm here. But I'm curious what it's been like to go from underdogs to division champs to one of the favorites for the Super Bowl. What's that been like for you? Um, you know, honestly, Jim, I, I still see that as an underdog role. You know, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't pay attention to who's favored in a game, uh, whether if it's us, them, whatever. And, you know, each and every game in this league is is a battle. It's a challenge. I don't care who you're going against. Um, week in and week out, it's a grind. You got to be ready to play. You're gonna get smacked in the mouth. So, um, you know, I think that we we've always tried to take that underdog role here. It doesn't matter if, it's, like I said, if we're favored or not. But, um, you know, we understand that that here in Buffalo, we're gonna have to earn stuff the hard way. Um, you know, it's going to get cold. It's going to be, you know, weather-wise, it's going to be miserable here soon. The snow's going to be on the ground. It's going to be cold. We're going to be practicing outside. Our feet are going to hurt. Our hands are going to hurt. Um, the, the wind's going to be killing us, but that's how you got to get through here in Buffalo. And, and, and I think that as long as, you know, we're just building that process throughout the year and, and keep getting better, then, you know, hopefully come December, January, and and then, you know, hopefully into February, we're, we're playing good football. Michael Hyde joins me for a few more moments. I've got to think that when you talk about it's going to get cold and it's going to get miserable and it's going to hurt, it's got to help to know that the fans are like, maybe they're not punching each other in the face. Well, some of them probably are, but yeah, I mean, they they're, are. they're yeah, right sure. there with you, man. Like, they're, they're paying not the same kind of price or the same sacrifices, but they're out there in the same elements. What's it yeah. been like to play in front of them again, especially the mafia and feeding off their energy? Nothing like it. Nothing like it. even the first game. I know we went out there and laid an egg the first game, but you know it, it took it took guys over an hour um, to get to the stadium. I live I live seven minutes door to door from the stadium, and and I had to fly through traffic on the opposite side of the road, um, flag a flag a sheriff to to basically get me the rest of the way, so I didn't have to get fined being late on game day. Um, that's just the type of, of of community this is. These people rally around. They're, they're Bills football, um, and, you know, when we get out there, we get on the field, it's loud, it's rowdy. They're slamming each other through tables, tables on fire. Um, you know, we see it all. So it's it's uh, it's a blessing to go out here and play in front of these fans, and, and that's why when, you know, you go out there and lay an egg first game, first home opener, um, it's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, we want to go out there and, and try to make it right this week. Micah Hyde joining me really quickly. So this week you're going to get – you're preparing, obviously, to face Washington. When you look at tape of Taylor Heineke, what do you see? 
He's good. He's very good. Um, you know, I feel like he he operates that that offense very well. Um, just dating back to last the end of last season, him him moving that ball up and down the field, giving the ball to the, the weapons and and letting them operate. Um, like I said, it's a talent each and every every week. It doesn't matter if you're playing a backup quarterback or not. Like, you know, these these people get paid a lot of money to go out there and and win, and win football games. So we're gonna have to go out there and try to get pressure on him. Like I said, we were able to do last week. Whenever you can affect the quarterback. Um, you know, you're able to, to, to force some takeaways and stuff like that. So that's what we're out there and try to do. But, you know, it's going to be tough letting. we got to tackle well. Um, they got a good run game. we got uh, weapons on the outside. So um, it's going to be a big challenge for us. Mike, one last thought. One of those weapons is Terry McLaurin. I would argue fans do not appreciate how good this guy is, man. I love this guy. I love his game. Mm-hmm. How looking forward to that challenge are you? And then what's it take to limit his impact? Uh, yeah, yeah, obviously a huge guy that we we focus on throughout the week. Um, a guy that can get himself open. Um, you can tell he has heart. Uh, you know, we played him a few years ago, and and you know I don't think they were. Um, uh, I don't think they were that that uh, record wise that good of a team. But he was out there playing hard, um, and just I have a lot of respect for him. So going out there on Sunday, having to take him away, obviously we're going to have um, to always know where he's at. You know, whether if he's out at one, two, three, wherever. If he's on the sideline, we have to always know where he's at because uh, he, can, he can make some plays all on the field. That right there is a pro bowler and an all-pro. Looks the part, sounds the part. Micah Hyde joining us before that big game. Micah, really appreciate you. Always great to have you on this show, man. You make me look good by showing up. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> I appreciate it, Jim. Thanks for having me, man. I know it can be frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry. I know it can be frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or you're running late, to find yourself stuck at a railway crossing waiting for a train. And if the signals are going and the train's not even there yet, you might feel tempted to try to sneak across the tracks. Don't do it. Ever. To the naked eye, trains often appear to be further away and moving slower than they actually are. But the fact is they cannot stop quickly. Even if the engineer hits the emergency brakes right away, it can still take a train over a mile to stop. Over a mile. By that time, it's way too late, and the result is a potentially deadly crash. The point is this. You cannot possibly know how quickly the train is going to arrive. The train cannot stop quickly. Even if the train sees you, it can end in disaster. If the signals are on, the train is on its way, and you need to remember one thing. Stop. Just stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA. Sebastian Joseph Day is my guest. Sebastian, great to have you on. How are you? Oh, it's great to be on. How are you doing today? Good, dude. I'm great. In fact, I want to rephrase the question. You're 2-0. The defending Super Bowl champs are coming to your house Sunday. So how is your entire life right about now? Um, You know, everything's great. You know, blessed. So blessed to be alive. Blessed to be playing this beautiful game. Um, You know, every, everyone's doing well, man. We're just, you know, preparing each day. Trying to get better each day and, you know, take it one day at a time, not looking too far ahead, not looking not looking in the past either, you know? I think that's a great process right there. I love that. One day at a time, let's look ahead, let's not look in the past, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I like it. All right, so mm-hmm. I want to talk about Sunday's matchup in a moment, but if you could, can you take me back to the win in Indy, a little under 11 minutes to go in the third quarter. You came flying in on third down. You sacked Carson Wentz. What did you see on that particular play, and how good did it feel to get home? Um, you know, I honestly, you know, there was a certain rush call that my coach called and, um, you know, I just executed it. Um, the center just, you know, he kind of deep set it on me and then he tried to sit down on me. So I kind of just 
use my lever- use his leverage against him with a power- move called a power pop. Uh, kept a tight swim, dipped and just just went got home. But obviously, you know, um, it wasn't just all me that I play there. You know, my other three, my other uh, fellow Russian, Aaron Floyd and uh, Hollins did a great job as well rushing to help me get that sack. So, you know, I feel like rushing. I feel like uh, you know rushing the quarterback is is honestly the biggest like team team thing you have to accomplish you know team thing you have to do because you know especially in this league quarterbacks nowadays are very mobile especially like a quarterback like once so yeah Sebastian Joseph Day joining us they're mobile and they get it out quickly and you Mm -hmm. can't do it by yourself I get that you know like Sunday's win that may not have been a perfect game but at the same time what's it say that you can go out on the road in a really hostile environment grind through the game when you're not playing perfect and still find a way to get it done yeah no for sure and that just speaks on on the resilience of um, my teammates Um, just being able to get it done no matter what the circumstances were but no matter what the cards were dealt. And, uh, you know, we just like I said, I think we just stayed real present, you know, um, no matter what the situation was, even when it was close, very closer than we wanted to be at times. Um, you know, I, I just think we just had that next play mentality and, and we just continue just to, you know, be positive with each other and just take it one play at a time and it worked out. My man, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that you've spent a little bit of time working on mindset, working on mindset, working on having the right approach to things. Like one of the things people talk about you around the team is that you've increased your versatility ever since you've arrived. And they talk about all the work and all the studying that you've done. I'm kind of curious, like who have you studied and how is that knowledge showing up for you in games? Um, I'd probably just say uh, over my period of time, I've just been blessed with a lot of like great players around me. You know, like my first year when we went to the Super Bowl, I was blessed with Sue. And then I was around Sue, Aaron, and Michael Brockers, right? All first-round picks. Um, um, easily first-round pick. Uh, Flower, first-round pick. Then my second year, still being around Aaron and uh, and Brockers, you know, and just the way they they handle their business, their true professionals, the way they go about their work each and every day, just being able to, you know, learn about how to become like a pro's pro in this, in this league. And... Um, and uh, besides that, honestly, it's just, you know, my want to just to work hard and just want to be the best player I could be, you know, the reverse version of myself, you know. It's always kind of been my mindset since I've, since I've um, uh, you know, played football, just try to be the best version of myself and whatever it may take, you know, um, uh, whatever it may take, you know, that's what I'm willing to do. And I'm just blessed enough to be around such great company, you know, such great, Greatness, honestly, greatness around me with, like I said, be having Sue to learn from, having Aaron to learn from, having Brockers to learn from, and just not taking it for granted, you know? I'm just blessed to be in this opportunity, and I just don't take it for granted. Yeah, dude, I believe you. I mean, this is sincere. This is legit. I hear what you're saying. Sebastian Joseph Day joining us. I mean, I don't know what else can be said about Aaron Donald that has not already been said about Aaron Donald, but you're yeah. with him. Like, you live with the guy. You work with the guy. He's taking you under his wing. Like, how would you explain what makes this guy such an outlier and so unique and so great? I think what makes uh, Aaron so unique and so different uh, besides everyone else is that he's – um. He's quick enough that he moves like a like a like a D end, right? Like an outside linebacker, but he's strong enough to be a, to be a D tackle. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So, so like so like even in situations that you know most D tackles would be in, in trouble, you know he's able to just get himself out of it because he's so athletic and so mobile. 
which is very uncommon for, uh, you know, obviously defensive tackles. So, you know, it's just – it's very um, – uh, he's gifted, man. He's gifted. A little bit of leverage, too. That might that might help, right? That's what, and Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, yeah, I say so he's mobile like that. Then he's short. So, then he's shorter than the typical – typical NFL D tackle so like then guys can't get under him so he combined his athleticism with his with his quickness and agility of an outside linebacker and then he has the strength of a strength of a D tackle so it's like honestly it's like the it's like if God honestly made a D tackle it's like here you go, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. So, and, and by the way, does that dude ever get tired? Huh? Does that dude ever get tired? No, not at all. I, I, I'm not, rarely. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Sebastian Joseph Day is joining us. I'm glad you laid that out like that. You know, like, let me, I want to ask you about one thing really quickly. Dine and Bash is back for season two. For those who do not know, what is Dine and Bash, and how did that start? Oh, Dine and Bash is a, is a, is a digital series found on YouTube. Um, it is to highlight um, small business and restaurant owners around the L.A. area. Um, you know, Dine and Bash came from obviously my Haitian background and love of food and how uh, food was always a huge part of, of family, of family, of family and stuff like that, of family and stuff like that and how it brought people together. And also, you know, during the pandemic crisis, I just wanted to highlight the small business owners that obviously, you know, probably were going through a tough time during COVID when it first uh, came out. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just about just spreading positivity and 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 uh showing and highlighting these awesome business owners i love that especially at this time when they need it most you know really quickly mm-hmm. before you go you talked about how quarterbacks in this league now it's a challenge every single week guys are mobile guys get it out from talking to defensive linemen over the years and their approach when it comes to tom brady you want to get pressure in his face but how would you describe your role when it comes to facing him? What kind of an impact are you looking to have on him and the entire Bucks offense this Sunday? Honestly, I don't. I try not to look. Like I said, I try not to look too far ahead. I just I'm just gonna do my job, and uh, you know what, whatever whatever God presents me with, I'm gonna just try to make the most of the opportunity. You know, and uh, that's honestly the way I look at it. Um, I feel like when you start looking at you start looking at far too far ahead in this stuff, and that's when you know you mess off and. You start, you know, doing things that that aren't characteristics of yourself. So, so I'm just trying to, you know, just follow the game plan and just do what I got to do. Sebastian, really quickly, I think that I think that listeners they hear this and it just sounds like something else that a football player would say. And even if I were younger, and I think about these things, I'm a lot older than you now, but. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but man, there really is something to be said for being where your feet are, right? And only looking yeah. at the thing right in front of you. Why is that yeah. so important? Yeah, it's very important, especially in this league, because, you know, it's, uh, this league's all about, you know, um, honestly, this league's all about what can you do for me now? You know, that's the way that's, this league's kind of designed on what can you do for me now? Well, we, so, um, uh, at the end of the day, um, it's all about being present and just, the now and and taking it one day at a time and one second at a time just focusing on that one rep at a time just to improve your technique um improve your play you know improve your study so you can know the playbook better um improve your communication within between your teammates so i feel like when you're able to take it down to the minute details then it carries over to the game and then the bigger picture kind of gets gets put together the bigger puzzle gets put together you know what i'm saying so that's that's why, you know, I guess a lot of people do hear those stereotypical answers when you talk to football players. But in our actuality, it really is all about the little minute things, details that will eventually come together and make 
success happen on the field. Yeah, but I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to tie this whole thing up right now because of that. I set that up to get to this. You were a sixth-round pick, all right? Yes. So to be where you pick. are right now, starting every single week, coming up with enormous plays on a Super Bowl contender, how much of what you just told me and what you're talking about has to do with where you started and where you are right now and that approach? Oh, yeah, and that approach, honestly, has gotten me where I am right now. And, you know, I'm still not where I want to be at all. Um, you know, I'm nowhere near where I want to be right still. Um, that's just the approach I have, man. Just that, you know, you just got to remain humble and just stay planted where your feet are and just work hard and and uh, just take it one moment at a time, man. And um, it, it it really has it really has paid dividends for me. But like I said, I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm blessed, though. I'm blessed to be in this position. I'm blessed to be on this team. I'm blessed to be where I am right now. But um, obviously, you know, there's still a lot more to be done. So, yeah. Gratitude, dude. And you're stacking days. And the Rams stacking are 2-0. I, I get it, man. I see you working. Sebastian Joseph Day, my guest. Listen, appreciate the visit very much, Sebastian. Have a great weekend. Great to talk to you. And let's do it again, man. I appreciate that positivity. Hey, great to talk to you as well, my man. God bless and have a good one, all right? You- good night now.